you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the show. So we're going to continue going down the nice framework, wings, and path to really help you guys to learn this framework so that you can start turning difficult behaviors around. So if you haven't listened to the last three episodes in this series, please stop now. Come back to this episode after you listen to the last three. So what you've learned in the last three episodes is that when our kids are not doing well, there's always a reason. All behaviors communication. And quite often, we can help them to do better right to feel better and to do better and to and we start to see their behavior it's like a bid for help for connection it's their you know they're they're waving that white flag they're saying if i knew how to help myself i would but see i'm just a kid so i need you to help me to turn this around so you've been learning this framework and you have been assessing basic needs, you've been investigating behavior, and now we're ready to move on to the C-wing, which is how do we actually communicate to these strong-willed, highly sensitive people? How do we actually communicate what we need to communicate so that they can learn all the things, right? That's why I think so often we're like, why can't you ever you know, if you would just listen to me, I told you 5,000 times, like nobody's ever learning from that style of communication, I'm just saying. <laughs> and then we find ourselves in that saying, you know, I mean, if you would have done it the first time, and then it's just like, just stop. Just stop. No one's learning a damn thing when we communicate in that way. So you're here because you're emotionally intelligent with it cool. You know how to read the room. You also know you have a kid that is losing their mind over teeny tiny things and they need your help. So today we're going to dig more into this communication part of it all. And it's really an important part, obviously, because when we learn how to communicate the way I teach you to communicate when you're learning this framework to transform strong will behavior. Like we say things in a way that our kids can finally hear. So it's kind of like 
if you were the most amazing teacher in the world, you had the you had so much wisdom to share, and you you only spoke English, and you were spending the summer in France, in this teeny tiny rural town in France, and you had a classroom full of students who didn't speak a word of English, not a lick. And you were sharing all of your things and there was no translator and they were sitting there. They wouldn't, you wouldn't be an amazing teacher anymore because they wouldn't be able to understand you. So our strong-willed kids, that's exactly the thing. Like what we've been telling them to do, the way we've been telling them to do it, the way we've been trying to help them learn the things they need to learn to, to improve their behavior, they don't understand. It's not their language. So the C-Wing teaches you how to actually communicate, right? 77% of communication is nonverbal. So it isn't even, I mean, yeah, there's a portion of it that is learning the right lingo and, but most of it, is bringing the right energy to the situation. So we have to know how to communicate with our kids in the language they can hear, they can comprehend, and then they can learn from us, right? Then we can help them to learn the skills that will help them to manage their often blown and dysregulated nervous systems, okay? So this is what we're doing here. Okay. So if we look back at the mom that I've talked about on the last couple of episodes, the one who said that her daughter was saying, I'm scared. I'm scared. She was like, "Ugh, I'm so sick of the I'm scared excuse when it came to taking a shower or a bath or getting dressed for bed. So she was like, she was calling it an excuse. And I was like, "Mm, is it an excuse? An excuse for what? She was like to get out of things. I was like, "Mm, okay, and what is she trying to get out of exactly? And and she said, she said, getting out of taking a bath. I was like, well, what's she trying to get out of when she's when she's changing her clothes and insisting you guys stay in the room? She was like, um, I don't know. I was like, yeah, I. I think it's more about keeping you with her versus trying to get out of something. But see, mom was just thinking, oh, this is just an excuse. She's just being lazy. She's just trying to get out. She just, and I was like, "Mm, is that actually accurate? So when mom came in and she really just, she was just by calling in an excuse, let me know that she really wanted to hop into the communicate, into the C-wing and skip over the N and the I, the assess basic needs and investigate behavior. She really just wanted to jump into the C. Ugh, what do I do with this excuse? Right? She wanted to make the I'm scared behavior a thing of the past. Just tell me what I need to do. Like she wanted to let her child know, I'm scared is no longer going to work as an excuse. She wanted to put down a boundary. She wanted to know how to put down the boundary. Like how does she implement the oops day rules? That's what I call boundaries, which is like a, a typical boundary that lots of, that that we institute in the mastermind a lot of times is oops day, which is like 
you go to bed 30 minutes earlier and you're off screens for the day. So she's like, how, you know, how do I implement it like an oops day to get this I'm scared behavior, this excuse to stop, right? I'm sick of her forcing us to stay with her everywhere. Like I have things to do. I have things I need to do. And like I kind of talked about in the last, in last week's episode, if we hop straight into the sea wing and start just talking about oops day rules and, and, and having all these, you know, boundaries around it without, without really doing it the right way, we just hop straight in there. The situation is just going to get worse, right? It's just going to get worse. I promise that. Right? There's going to be middle of the night wakings. There's all of a sudden going to be morning, hijacking the household. Like these parents are going to end up feeling even more imprisoned by their own child. N and I, assessing basic needs and investigating behavior, are imperative to communicate, to be able to communicate in your C Wing with empathy and pack leadership, because this is how we effectively establish rules, boundaries. This is how we start to set our kids up for success and teach them the new skills. But we have to learn how to communicate with this combination of empathy and pack leadership. So the child that I talked about, like she might need a boundary around saying I'm scared when it's really about getting more time with her parents. Right? Like she might need a boundary, but first we really want to focus on skills to help her change this behavior. And empathy and pack leadership is how we do it. So here's what it might sound like it might sound like at a non relevant time, right? Out of the moment, that's when we have productive conversations. This is when our kids can actually hear us when they're not in the heat of the moment. So out of the moment, hey, I've noticed that. It seems like you haven't really gotten enough time with us on certain days. Like dad's been real busy taking care of his grandparents and I've been busy with work and um, we're just always going. And it seems like some days when, especially the days where it seems like you're like, I'm, I'm scared to be alone or I really want you guys with me. It might be that it's because we haven't spent enough time with you, right? You want more time with us. Is that, I don't know, that's what I was thinking, but you could tell me if I'm wrong. Like, that's what I was thinking. And then you pause, and then you pause. See, empathy, you see, seeing this, the child's perspective. Now, you may throw that out there, and your child may say, that's not it. You might have a super defensive child. They're so shut down that they just assume you're going to admonish them or, you know, it doesn't feel safe to admit even when you nail it. So they might be like, that's not true. You're like, oh no, okay. I was thinking, I don't know. I was just thinking, tell what is it then? What is it then? So when you take a stab at trying to see their perspective, right? The reason you're, un- you've gotten to the root of why this pattern is here. You know, you're not admonishing your child. You're not telling them that, you know, you're not telling them the story of the boy who cried wolf and it's not, 
it's considered lying if you say you're scared, but you're not actually scared, whatever. You're not going into any of those down those rabbit holes. Instead, you're just taking a stab at what you think your kid's perspective could be and owning your role in it, right? Owning your role in it is vulnerable. And like kids are truth barometers. When you own your role and it's your truth, kids pick up on that and quite often they're quite receptive to it. So see, this is how we start to communicate in this productive way, in this very productive way. So when you take a stab and then you pause and, you know, am I getting this right? Tell me where I'm wrong. Is this, you know, is it something different? And then you just stop. Then your child will start to talk to you. And whatever it is they say, you're just going to mirror back to them, which is basically sending them the message, hmm, I believe you. Like just by listening, oh, so you, yeah, yeah, we, I, so I've been working all the time. Yep. It's like I'm always on one of my calls. Yeah. And daddy, uh, and yeah, daddy just seems like he's always going over and doing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, well, really, nobody's been reading to you. I didn't realize that. I thought, yeah, okay. No, I hear you. See, so that's the active listening part during the communicate wing. During the communicate wing, during the C wing, this is when we're, we're leading those productive conversations. And there's a formula for how we lead those productive conversations, the empathy and the pack leadership. So when we pause, right, when we pause and our child talks and then we mirror, it's hugely connecting when we mirror back. They feel seen. They feel heard, right? I mean, this is such a big part of the NICE framework because when you feel seen, when you feel listened to, when you feel heard, when somebody's being nice to you, by seeing you, by listening to you, like, aren't you going to be more inclined to want to learn things from them, like new skills? Okay. The C wing is a robust wing because of this productive conversation SAP process. See their perspective, actively listen, problem solve together. When you problem solve with your child, this mom, might say, you know, after a child talks and she hears her and she hears her, she might say, so here's the thing. When you're scared, it's one thing to be scared, but when you just want more time, when you want more time with me and dad, you don't have to make up an excuse and say you're scared. You can just say, I really want more time with you. I really missed you today. I really want to spend more time with you. Can we take a shower together? Can we have a little more time together? You can tell me that. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to say I'm scared. You can just let me know you'd like to you'd like to spend a little more time together. And you know, when we learn how to 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 communicate with our kids in this way where we 
see their perspective. We really hear them. We really listen to them. They really feel heard and listened to. And then we problem solve together. We really start to talk about like next time. Like that would be like leaving your child with the imprint of, you don't have to say I'm scared. You can just say I want more time. Or will you stay with me, mom? Or I want to I want to talk to you about my day. Can you do your work later? Right? I'm sitting here thinking the you know, it's like a lot of this is time management and I'm guilty of this too where it's like you think you need to be working around the clock, but really it's like you know, from 5 until 8 o'clock at night, 3 hours a day, I, you can take a break from work. You can put your phone in a drawer. You can be all hands on deck. You do not need to be working and available 24-7. Unless you're a doctor on call, like actually on call, you do not have to be working from the hours of 5 until bedtime. You can you can devote that time to your family. And I know lots of us aren't thinking about things that way, but our kids are picking up on it. Right. So the language of empathy, like seeing someone's perspective or then believing them when they share their perspective with you without, yeah, that, no, I spend time. Wait, I remember I took you here yesterday. Like the minute you start to argue and give excuses, you've just lost the chance of a productive conversation. That feels like the opposite of empathy. Empathy is when your child tells you what their experience is, and it can be hard to hear because they might be like, and you never spend time with me. In that moment, that's their perspective. And you're like, are you freaking kidding me? I took you here and here and here, and you might want to argue, but just don't, just don't. They're just in a defensive place. It's not even, they don't even believe it. It doesn't feel like the truth, but you arguing with them is you just like, giving in and becoming a toddler yourself. Like you got to be the grown up, be the bigger person and just suck it up and take a breath and just, oh yeah. So it feels like I'm never with you. Yeah. You've really just, yeah. And you feel like I'm always putting other, uh, my work is more important. Okay. Wow. I didn't realize. Thank you for telling me that. Like really, thank you for telling me that. Thank you for trusting me. That's it. Okay. But when you start to practice this skill of, of starting a conversation with true empathy, it is like music to the human ear. When you learn how to lead a conversation and establish rules and boundaries with empathy, your strong willed child will actually hear you learn new skills and improve their behavior. Okay. So like this mom, if she heard her and wasn't, there weren't any yeah, buts. And then they got to, you can just tell me when you need more time. You don't have to say I'm scared. And if this didn't disrupt the pattern, if the child kept saying, I'm scared, I'm scared, night after night, then the mom could put down a boundary, right? Then the mom could actually put down a boundary and and she could say, look, this I'm scared stuff. That's when she starts to share the I, the boy who cried wolf. 
we're not doing this anymore. And just know that we're going to, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about the actual consequence in next week's episode to this story. So I'll talk more about how you communicate what the rule is, what the boundary is when it comes to whatever the problematic behavior is. And in next week's episode, I'll take you through the E-wing of the NICE framework, Enforce Consequences. Everybody comes in wanting to know what's the consequence. Just tell me what the consequence will, should I, what's, what would be the boundary? What would be an appropriate consequence? And finally, I'm going to talk about consequences, enforcing consequences. So stay tuned for next week and I'll finish this scenario and go through consequences. And in the meantime, listen, if you know you got to get, you got to go deeper and learn the nice framework to start turning the strong-willed behavior around in your household, there's two ways you can go deeper and really, really learn it. You can either do mini masters, which is our self-study, self-paced program, and you'll get access to all of our materials to really go deeper into learning the NICE framework. And if you know that there's no way (laughs) <laughs> there's no way you'll you'll self-study your way into learning this this life-changing framework, then I want you to come into our basics boot camp. If you know you're ready, you want the accountability, you want the hand holding, you want to dig in and the, you know, we will dig in together. We will learn the nice framework. We will apply your personal scenarios to the nice framework and I'll help you master it. And so if that's if that's the program for you, it's called Basics Boot Camp and it's a 12-week program. It's my group coaching program. It's a hybrid program between group coaching and personalized coaching. And um, go over to the website, mastermindparenting.com, mastermindparenting.com and check out those two programs to start to go deeper on the nice framework. And that's what I've got for you today. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, and you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And, um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.